This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman, and the show is called Because I Said So. Why is it called Because I Said So? It is called Because I Said So, Because I Said So. If you want to find out more about me and my parenting ministry, you can check out my website at john, that would be J-O-H-N, Rosemond, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D, dot com, johnrosemond.com where you will find my books, you will find my latest newspaper columns. I'm syndicated in about 250 newspapers weekly. And you'll find a biography, and you'll find, perhaps most importantly, if you like the show and you would like to see more of this live in the flesh, my upcoming speaking schedule, which includes the fact that I will be in Boston, Massachusetts at Mystic Valley Charter School on January the 10th, and I will be in Memphis, Tennessee at Born Bloom Jewish Community School on the evenings of January the 22nd and 23rd, and I will be in St. Charles, Missouri on the evening of the 24th at Immaculate Conception School. So I know all that's confusing, you know, because I'm at a Jewish school in Memphis and a Catholic school in St. Charles, Missouri, and I am neither Jewish, although uh, my mother's second marriage was to a Jewish individual, and she did convert. So, interestingly enough, I had an Old Testament education growing up in a Jewish household. And then I'm going to be in a Catholic school. Am I Catholic? No, I am not. I am an evangelical Protestant. However, Because this is a ministry to me, to parents in America, not some group of parents, but to parents in general, whether churched or unchurched, whether saved or not, whether Christian or not, I speak occasionally in Jewish environments, and I speak occasionally in Catholic environments. And then... On January the 29th, I'll be in New Bern, North Carolina, which is my hometown, speaking at my home church, which is Tabernacle Baptist Church. And that'll be a seminar from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 5.30, New Bern, North Carolina, Tabernacle Baptist Church. I'd love to see you at any one of those venues, and if you do come, please introduce yourselves and give me some feedback on the show. I'd love to get that from you as well. Okay, so I'm going to begin the show this way. Christ did not go to the cross because we have biochemical imbalances. I'll say that again because it may have uh, floored some of you. Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior, did not go to the cross because human beings have biochemical imbalances allergies, brain differences, dietary sensitivities, and all of the other things that childhood behavior problems are these days explained in terms of. 
If you don't already know, let me make this perfectly clear. Christ Jesus went to the cross because we are sinners. Now, why am I starting a parenting show this way? Well, I'm starting a parenting show this way because I've, and I'm not going to be specific about this because it would, it, it's not necessary and it would identify certain people. But uh, I've gotten some blowback recently. And, you know, I'm not new to blowback in my career, believe me, as those of you who have been listening to the show for any length of time know, I'm a contrarian, I'm an outlier in my field, I'm a licensed psychologist, but I don't believe in psychology, I think it is a demonic worldview, and by that I don't mean that all psychologists are agents of Satan or anything equally absurd, I just mean that the psychological point of view the way psychologists frame issues of living, behavior problems, emotional problems, and so on and so forth, it's demonic. It's contradictory to a biblical worldview, and anything that is contrary to and contradictory of a biblical worldview is, by definition, demonic. So I've gotten some blowback recently, from not from the administration of either school, the churches or schools in question, but from parents in the churches and schools in question, passed along to me either by the pastor in the church in question or the administration in the school in question, to the effect that people are complaining about the fact that I'm appearing at these schools or churches to speak, complaining because... I do not believe in attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I do not believe in it. That that was the statement made by a parent at a school I'm scheduled to speak at in the next few months. John Roseman does not believe in ADHD. He thinks it's the parent's fault. All right, now, if this has already raised your hackles, I'm going to ask you to please settle down and listen to the entire show. Do not do this thing of turning off the program because you don't like what the person is saying. The fact of the matter is that I am qualified to comment on this because I did 10 years of intensive personal research into the issue of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In the course of doing that research, I began to uncover facts, not only about ADHD, but about oppositional defiant disorder, childhood bipolar disorder, that will blow your mind if you will calm down, those of you who are not at this point calm, and listen to the rest of the show. And ultimately wrote a book on the subject titled The Diseasing of America's Children with a co-author who happens to be a nationally known pediatrician. So those are my ADHD, ODD, bipolar disorder of childhood bona fides. Do I believe in ADHD? Well, that's an interesting question. Psychiatric diagnoses have no objective reality. So, do I believe in the diagnosis? No, I do not. Do I believe that quite a number of children in America today exhibit the behaviors and at a 
somewhat alarming frequency or significant frequency, at least, that are associated with a diagnosis of ADHD? Well, of course I do. Anyone who is conscious and reasonably intelligent is going to know that there are lots of children in America today who have short attention spans, are highly impulsive, forgetful, disorganized. They don't finish tasks. They seem to bounce from one thing to another almost randomly. So, yes, I believe that there are children who exhibit those behaviors. Do I believe that there is validity to a diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? No, I do not. This diagnosis is being peddled to America on the entirely unsubstantiated premise that ADHD is a legitimate diagnosis because it is associated with things called biochemical imbalances that are furthermore, according to the ADHD establishment, inherited usually from the father. The father is usually uh, the genetic fall guy when it comes to this inheritance issue. Now, folks, here are some facts. No one has ever proven that a biochemical imbalance exists. There are several hundred chemicals in the central nervous system, molecular chemicals, and no one is ever going to establish what is meant by the term balance when it comes to those several hundred molecular chemicals. And therefore, if we cannot accurately determine what constitutes a state of balance in the central nervous system, chemical balance, then it is impossible to speak in terms of a biochemical imbalance. One very leading psychiatrist has even said that the term biochemical imbalance is, quote, nothing but a useful metaphor, period, end quote. Yes, it is useful to persuade people that the uh, problems their children have are due to uh, physiological conditions that require, therefore, expensive medications, which leads me to the question, do these medications work? Well, that's an interesting question as well, because first of all, fact, none of these drugs that are used to treat ADHD have ever reliably outperformed placebos in double-blind clinical trials, and double-blind clinical trials are the gold standard of pharmacological research. I'll say it again, not one of the drugs used to treat ADHD, Stratera, Ritalin, Adderall, have ever reliably outperformed placebos in double-blind clinical trials, which means, in effect, that these drugs are nothing more than very, very expensive placebos with side effects and potentially dangerous side effects to boot. Bicarbonate of soda, a substance often found in placebos, is neither dangerous nor does it have side effects other than you might develop some gas. Psychiatric diagnoses, folks, including ADHD, ODD, bipolar disorder of childhood, are constructs. They have no objective reality. Cancer, heart disease, pneumonia, 
Legitimate physical illnesses have objective reality. ADHD does not. The diagnosis is a completely subjective determination. And with that, we'll be right back after this break. Stay with us for more provocative stuff. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking today about ADHD, and I'm talking about it because I've been accused recently uh, on a couple of occasions by parents of apparently parents of AD, of children who have received a diagnosis of ADHD that I don't believe in ADHD and that I blame parents in, instead of you know being enlightened to the non-fact, the fiction. In other words, that uh, these behavioral anomalies are, uh, are caused by biochemical imbalances and brain differences and not enough blood to the, to the left temporal lobe and blah, 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 blah. When are we going to come to an understanding in America that the mental health professions want your business? They want you to come to them with the problems you are having with your children and buy your explanation for the problem, just like an automobile dealership wants you to come to them when you are in the mood for a new car and buy a new car from them. It is no different, folks. Automobile dealerships are selling automobiles and service and mental health professionals are selling diagnosis and I'll put the word in quotes treatment in the form of bogus therapies that have never been proven effective and bogus drugs that have never outperformed placebos in double blind clinical trials. So I said in the first half of the show that uh, what this means is that these drugs, Ritalin, Adderall, etc., are nothing more than expensive placebos with potentially dangerous side effects. So I was talking about this the other day with a group of people and somebody said, but John, my son or nephew or something, he was diagnosed with ADHD and they put him on Adderall and it it just resulted in tremendous improvement. And my response was, yes, as indicated by double-blind clinical trials, as proven by double-blind clinical trials of various pharmaceutical drugs, including the drug in question, the placebo effect is extremely powerful. And uh, the placebo effect, a placebo, when given to someone, even a child, by a person in a white coat who's got a stethoscope hanging around his neck, who tells the child, this is going to help you in these ways, is very likely, folks, to uh, result in the child unwittingly cooperating with the guy in the white coat, the doctor, and sharpening, if you will, his or her behavior. Children, it is known without a doubt Factually, the children are highly suggestible. 
You tell a child, this is going to help you, and you hand him a sugar pill, and you tell the child how it's going to help him, and the child may, and I will say unwittingly, and that is the operative word, begin cooperating with the doctor's suggestion. That is fact. So if I do not believe in the standard babble concerning attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, how then do I explain the cluster of behaviors in question, the impulsivity, short attention span, lack of focus, lack of completing tasks, and so on and so forth. And my explanation is very simple, makes common sense, and furthermore is backed up by biblical fact. My explanation is, number one, ADHD consists of nothing more than a cluster of sinful behaviors that first emerge, that begin to emerge, that first rear their ugly little heads during the second year of life. And when they rear their ugly little heads, what we call the terrible twos has begun. And I maintain, and this is the theme of the book, The Diseasing of America's Children, that postmodern psychological parenting practices, which American parents have been following since uh, the late 1960s, early 1970s, are failing to cure toddlerhood. The toddler is a picture of the sinful condition of humanity. You flip the Ten Commandments over, and you've got a toddler. The toddler is a homicidal maniac, for one thing, which is why God does not allow human beings to grow to full size in one or two years, because two-year-olds are homicidal maniacs. When they don't get what they want, they become homicidal maniacs. It is one thing for a person two feet tall who weighs 24 pounds to be a homicidal maniac. It would be quite another if the two-year-old in question was six feet tall and weighed 180 pounds. God is good. Toddlers lie. As, first, as soon as they develop language, they lie. They are impulsive. They have short attention spans. They bounce from one thing or another randomly, seemingly without purpose. They lack focus, and so on and so forth. They are aggressive. They are oppositional, and they are bipolar. They have unpredictable mood swings. They throw tantrums at the drop of a hat. Folks, all of the symptoms, and you can take this to the bank, every single symptom for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, oppositional defiant disorder, and bipolar disorder of childhood found in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual is descriptive, descriptive excuse me, of typical toddler behavior. Postmodern psychological parenting practices are failing to cure toddlerhood. Toddlerhood is a sociopathic stage of human development. All toddlers have ADHD. All toddlers have ODD. All toddlers are bipolar. All toddlers are sociopathic. People in previous generations prior to the psychological parenting revolution of the 1960s understood this intuitively, understood the need to begin disciplining 
around 18 months in very, very firm and purposeful ways in order to cure toddlerhood. That's what I call it, curing toddlerhood, in order to bring the child out of the sociopathic, homicidal, bipolar, oppositional, rebellious, sinful condition as much as possible and put him on the right path. And we're no longer doing this. And because we are no longer doing it, uh, lots and lots and lots of children come to kindergarten and first grade still exhibiting pronounced toddler behavioral characteristics. Do I blame the parents? No, but I hold the parents responsible. There is, in fact, a difference. I am not saying to parents, you're to blame for all this and you should feel really bad about this and you should do some form of psychiatric penance. I am, however, saying, look, you were caught up in the tides, the riptides of postmodern psychological parenting. That's very understandable. It's very understandable that having gotten caught up in uh, these riptides that you have failed to cure toddlerhood in your child. Your child is therefore seven or eight years old and still very impulsive. And after a while, folks, these behaviors become habitual. Your child is impulsive, has a short attention span, throws tantrums at the age of eight when he doesn't get his way, et cetera, et cetera. All of this is understandable. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming my profession, psychology, for foisting these demonic parenting practices on unsuspecting lay people, including yourself, but I am holding you responsible for doing what is necessary now that you realize the truth of your child's condition, the biblical truth of it, your child is a sinner. And postmodern psychological parenting practices, A, refuse to admit that children are sinners, because psychologists refuse to admit that children are sinners. And your parenting has failed to cure your child's pathological toddlerhood. And now you have an eight-year-old who is, in effect, a toddler in an eight-year-old body. And it's up to you to do what is necessary to get this under control. You are behind the curve, and it is going to take tremendous effort tremendous resolve, tremendous commitment on your part to turn this around at this point in time, but you can do it if you put your mind to it. Your child does not need drugs. Your child needs discipline. These behaviors are not the result of biochemical imbalances. They are the result of uncured toddlerhood. The longer these behaviors have gone on, and in an eight-year-old child, they have now gone on for six-plus years at least, the more habitual they become and the more difficult it becomes to turn them around. But again, you can do this if you're willing to put your mind to it. For those of you who are interested, you know, if you haven't turned off your radios at this point in time, by this point in time, if you are interested in more on this provocative subject, you can go to your local library and check out a copy of The Diseasing of America's Children by John Rosemond and 
pediatrician Bose Ravenel, and you can get the full picture. I am saddened that psychology has caused a belief in psychology, a belief in what I call postmodern psychological parenting, has resulted in the disaster that American parenting is today, but I am especially saddened by the fact that Christian parents buy into what psychology is trying to sell these days concerning behavior problems of children instead of realizing that, and it says so in the Bible, the Bible is sufficient for all things, for all things. So folks, once again, John Roseman, you can find out more about me, johnroseman.com. I've enjoyed being with you and hope you've enjoyed it too. Every Saturday, 5 o'clock Central Time on American Family Radio. 